Podcast Fresh. Hello and welcome everybody to Podcast Fresh. I almost wanted to say Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but we're not doing that show right now. But welcome to the Podcast Fresh Network. We're just doing a bonus episode today. It's almost like a Podcast Fresh cafe, if you will. Um, we'll just be running down, you know, our thoughts on the year, just like with the things that we've been playing, we've been watching, we've been buying and shit like that. So um, thank mm-hmm. you for your download. And my co-host, as he is most weeks, is Ryan Mello. Ryan, what's up, brother? What is good, everybody? What is good, Chris? I am here. Um, I'm excited to just have a really laid-back episode, to be honest. So. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Oh, it's so it's very little prep work is involved. That's always very uh, little prep work. Yeah, always a joy. It's all in our minds. Yeah. And you know something, dude? I'm just like so bloated from Christmas. You know, it's just like a nice day to just uh, lay back and uh, shoot the shit for a little bit, if you will. Yeah. I mean, we had a busy ass week. I haven't been home since like last Tuesday. So. Right. Yeah, that's true. I'm just chilling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, Christmas was good. We spent it with uh, same families, obviously. So we were uh, together for Christmas. We hope everybody else had a really good Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um... Overall, Ryan, what did you think of Christmas this year? I mean, no snow, but you know, it's kind of a different Christmas for us personally. But what did you what did you enjoy most about Christmas this year? Right. Uh, yeah. So, real quick on the snow topic, ever you know, people that aren't don't live in Canada always think we're like shrouded in in white snow. Let me tell you, right? The grass was really green this year for mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, but other than that, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I prefer it to snow. Like the Christmas week, like I don't like snow sure. at all, but I love the I love the vibe it gives during Christmas. But anyway, uh, Christmas was good. Um, you know, I always enjoy it. You know, spending time with loved ones and seeing your family, seeing my family. Um, you know, and it's just fun, man. We, we you know we sleep over. We we all make breakfast, contribute to breakfast, and just you know the kids and the family running around and screaming. It's just good times. It makes you forget about everything for a couple of days. Right? Yeah, it is kind of nice. So. Mm-hmm. We hope everybody's having a good Christmas, good holiday break, whatever you celebrate. I uh, hope everybody's out there, um, you know, just safe and sound. You know, times are uh, getting crazy again, and uh, we're not going to talk about the C word because uh, we kind of we do our best not to talk about it. But just stay safe out there, folks. That's all we can say. Um, as always, you can catch us on Instagram at Podcast Fresh. And we're also on Twitter, Podcast Fresh 2020. Um, I guess real quick, you know, you know, uh, elephant in the room. We we haven't been doing the Fresh Prince show lately. Um, that's just strictly uh, scheduling and also some things that come up in our personal lives that have required our attention in other places. So um, that show uh, will be back at some point. We just got to get the scheduling back together again. But in the meantime uh, and in the between time, as Chris Jericho likes to say, uh, which is also borrowed as well. But uh, we are working on some other things as well. So definitely uh, more material coming, including uh, I'm currently um, reading uh, Will Smith's book right now, his biography. So checking that one out, or autobiography rather. So I'm checking that out right now. And um, I don't know if, Ryan, if you're planning on reading it or not, but I will probably be dropping an episode just with my thoughts. And if you do end up uh, reading it, uh, we can get your thoughts. Definitely one of the fresh print shows. I'll shut up for a minute and uh, just talk to the peep for a bit, Mac. Yeah, uh, so I did download it on Audible. So nice, yeah. I plan on listening to it at some point, but it's just when I'm at home, I don't really listen to like podcasts or anything like that. So I usually do most of that when I'm driving or at work. So, I mean, I'm off this week, so I'm not really sure exactly when I'm going to get to it. But, you know, I want to at least try to, to, to listen to it because I, 
you know, it's kind of part of what we do in a way. So it'd be, it'd be, it'd be cool to, to do that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think I was telling Ryan over Christmas, I'm about three or four, three chapters in. Mm-hmm. Book's really long and uh, it's really good so far. So i am uh, been very happy with the book just a little bit of the way in. And it gets ni- it gets better, it gets worse, it gets saucier. So I'm just looking forward to that. And we'll cover that at some point. Dang. Pac-Man, anything you want to plug at this time? <clears throat> uh, you could follow my Instagram at official underscore acapello. Um, that page is going to pick up 2022. Basically, 2022 for me is going to be the year where I kind of get back into things. Um, you know, speaking for this show and like the podcast in general, I think that right. is... You know, we're going to try to make that a priority as soon as possible, as soon as this new year hits. Um, and music-wise, I mean, I've been going hard with the writing, so I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna try to put out a bunch of stuff next year. Um, so for anyone who's interested, you know, th- th- there it is. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like 2022 is like the year. I don't know. I have a good feeling about it. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everybody um, that's like from creative backgrounds, it's all, it's getting through the COVID thing has been a struggle. You know, a lot of people have found themselves in like, like a thick malaise and you can't seem to break out of it. So um, yeah. that's definitely rampant and we're definitely trying to, you know, fight that up. But we got a plan in place. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. And uh, thank you again, folks, for uh, downloading and sticking with us. And thank you for your emails. We are still pumping them out. It's just been a bit of a grind lately, but we'll get back at it. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, man. Sir. So with that, let's get into um, where did you want to start, Ryan? Since you have a few more notes than I do, we'll lead the way, my brother. What did you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, well, we could talk about um, much, but movies. Nice. Yeah. Um, what did you see this year? Yeah, I've seen saw quite a bit of things, but at the same time, not so much. But uh, <laughs> so your sister, my wife, is a huge Harry Potter fan. And mm. recently she made me watch all of them. <laughs> so I saw all the damn movies. Um, I, I, as a kid, I saw the first two and then I kind of dropped off. So those yeah. first two, I've always like kind of stuck in my mind. So when we did this run, I was like, oh yeah, I still remember these are good. But then I had no idea like how dark the series got. Like, like there's some twisted stuff in there. Um, so I actually really enjoyed it. I can honestly say I'm, uh, I'm a fan now. And the funny part is all of a sudden, and I told you that how this happens to me. When I get into something, something new happens in the entry. They have a new movie coming out, which is like a Dumbledore movie. And <laughs> right. they just started airing like a trailer for, um, they're doing a Harry Potter reunion on HBO Max. Wow. So the cast is getting together. Like everyone is getting together and shooting. Kind of like how uh, they did it for Fresh Prince and Friends and stuff. So they're doing it for Harry Potter. Right. So I'm excited for that now. So I got that to look forward to. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. did that, you remember that Drake, Draco Malfoy dude? Yeah. Wasn't, didn't he pass away or he was sick or something? What happened there? Uh, no, he's alive and well. Uh, oh, if, he, okay. if he was sick, I'm not sure, but I know he's going to be I, Maybe I heard something on the street. The only guy that passed away was uh, the guy that played Snape. Right. Forgot his name. And Professor Dumbledore. Dumbledore? <laughs> uh, Dumbledore. It, it, did he die? Maybe he died. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he passed away. What about... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he passed away, like, after the... Uh, well, the original Dumbledore died after, like, the second movie, right? Okay, so I asked Tiff. I'm like, did he get recast because he doesn't look the same? And she said no. So either she messed <laughs> up or or uh, she doesn't know, but I don't know. That's awesome. Okay, I'm pretty strange. sure it's a different dude. But I should look yeah, into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but overall, awesome. I enjoyed the, the Harry Potters. You watched all... Uh, there's seven of them, right? So the sixth one is split into two parts? Yeah, I think there's... 
Oh man, eight of them. I think the seventh is split into two parts. I'm not sure. It all blends. There's a in. lot. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. Right, bottom there's line. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? If you had to choose uh, one. Oh uh, man, I still got a soft spot. Uh, soft spot for Chamber of Secrets, the second Ooh. one. Uh, awesome. That movie, like as a kid, was mind blowing to me. I even dressed up as Harry Potter that year. So, <laughs> what a mark! But <laughs> yeah, I love it <laughs> totally. There's a bad picture of me uh, in my parents' photo album somewhere. <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, no, that one's still good. But man, I gotta say, like, I think I'm kind of biased to that one um, mm-hmm. because they all pro- progressively got better. Like the last two are right. phenomenal. I-, I think they're amazing. Phenomenal. I've Phenomenal. only seen the first two Harry Potters. I saw the first Harry Potter in the during the original like North American craze, like in two thousand and whenever that first movie came out. What is it? Early two thousands? Oh one, oh two, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I saw it then. I read the first book, and then I saw the second movie, and um, that's kind of it with me in the movies. I never really went back and uh, <clears throat> saw any of the other ones. Right. Which is weird because they're the kind of films that I would like. Like I grew up watching stuff like, uh, you know, Labyrinth and shit like that. You know, puppets and things. Even though this is more like CGI and special effects, I've always loved, you know, movies that take place kind of like in this alternate fantasy world, right? But where it's sure. so fantastical that it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. So you said, so which is the one that's your favorite? Is that the third one or the fourth the, one? The second the chamber, one. The second one. That's the Chamber of Secrets? Yeah, Chamber of Secrets, the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third one is uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> yes, nice. Yes. yes. Out of the two movies that I've seen, yeah, I like the first one. <laughs> That's usually people's uh, people's you know go to. Oh, because they're so sweet. They're also little. They're also that they're little. getting shipped off to school. Yeah. It's so cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And after that, I don't know what happens. But, <laughs> but uh, the first movie is really cool. I remember just dismissing the series because I was kind of like. Um, it's it's just kids doing magic, but I had no idea. Right. Like you know, they kind of. I mean, I should have known, but they grow up in that school and in that universe. So obviously, things take a darker turn as they get older. So I was kind of a, you know, once I did this run of them, I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of impressed with the progression that you know this this thing went in because right, it could have easily been the childlike stuff the whole time, but mm-hmm. once those serious elements got involved, I was like, oh man, there's like a ministry of darkness and all that. It's like, damn. Oh man, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's also like, you know, gosh, and this argument's been like done to death, but like, we're so protective now of what we expose anybody to. It's almost like there's this self-righteous thing like, well, that's too violent for kids or that's too yeah. gregarious to show. But back in our day, says the 38-year-old guy, you know, like we would watch these movies and they'd have like real life things that happened in them. You know, like a yeah. lot of these Disney movies and fairy tales are pretty freaking violent. If like you really start looking at the source of everything, you know, like the Three Little Pigs and stuff like that, like Red Riding Hood. These are all traditionally like, yes, they're fairy tales, but there's very, uh, in some of them, like very dark and like violent backgrounds to some of these stories, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, the Potters. The Potters. Um, yeah. I, uh, so what else have you been watching? So you saw the Harry Potters? So I saw that at home. Uh, I went to the theaters twice this year. Uh, nice. Look at you, a man about town. A man about town. Well, it happens when the theaters is like two minutes from the house. But. <laughs> I know, you lucky bastard. Because the yeah. there's a gas station right near Ryan's house, and I always go there to grab. It's the last thing I do. I grab a, I'll grab some gas, and then if I'm a good boy, I'll grab a junior chicken for the oh, road. And then snap. It's perfect, because you live like in the best spot. Like You're right near um, the highway, and you're right near uh, all these stores. There's an Osmos in that plaza, which, you right. know. When Fat Boy wants to eat that large half and half, he goes down, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So you have a theater right there; it's perfect. So 
Uh, I think uh, I think we said we have loose plans to meet up in the next little bit to uh, watch. Uh, I think we're going to watch. I'm going to watch Spider Man for the first time. You're going to watch it for the second time. Second time, yeah. Right. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're going to go to that location. Maybe we'll meet in Vaughn or something. I don't know. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, because we're kind of we're kind of all over the place. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. So whatever. But anyway, uh, so the first time I went to the theaters, I saw the new uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, the the one with uh, James Gunn directing. And I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. But it's it got like a lot of really good reviews, which I think it deserves most of those reviews. But sure. I think that it, it's kind of overhyped and a little overrated, uh, as good as it is. Because for some reason, I still enjoy the original 2016 one. And I know that's not really like a popular opinion. <laughs> But right. I think just the vibe and ambience and all that, that, that like the mood like that that movie kind of scores is so good. And the new Suicide Squad kind of goes for this more upbeat kind of, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing because it's the same director. And I, I like that too, but there's just something that I really like about the original one. And yeah, it's a mess. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of wrong with it, but I think what it does right, it does really right. So. Right. I kind of would score the two the same in different ways. So not to say that I didn't like the new one. I just, I liked it just as much as the 2016 one, but I think I would rather rewatch the 2016 one ju- right. just because I feel like it's a cooler vibe. I gotcha. Know. The 2016 one is the one with Will Smith in it, right? Yeah. Deadshot. Nice. Now, yeah. is this a re-edit or is it a completely different retelling of the Suicide Squad story? Man, I still don't really know. I think it's like a sequel, but it's also okay. kind of like a soft reboot because Idris Elba kind of takes Will Smith's place in this. Gotcha. But and John Cena is not in the 2016 one. No, he's not. No. Gotcha. Um, because they br- they bring a lot of those characters back for this, so it's like they're mm-hmm. just reprising their roles. So it's kind of like a soft remake, but in a way, it, it could be a, a sequel because there's no Joker in this. And right. I think Harley wears like a jacket or something that kind of says Joker. Uh, it says like die clown, which implies right. that she, she killed him or something. So they kind of, they could move on from that. And then there's also the fact that, um, uh, what's it called? Will Smith has said that he wanted to be in this movie. He just didn't have time. Like the scheduling was just bad for him. Mm. So he could come into the sequel and bring his character back because Idris Elba kind of took over his spot. Like, his character is similar, but his character is different. Like, it's a different name. Like, Will Smith could easily be added on because it's not like the role was reprised, right? So, um, I don't know. We'll see what they'll do. But DC movies in general are just a, a mess. Yeah. Unfortunately. It That's just a seems whole like... other argument. <laughs> right, yeah. And look, I'm no expert when it comes to these movies or anything like that um, in terms of how they're produced, how they're planned out and stuff like that. But I will say this. It feels like with the Marvel movies, like there's this grand plan and you're inserting like the different key players and then you're going to play with them. Like they're all integrated at some point. And it seems to me with the, with the DC ones, it's kind of like... Because we're kind of used to all these stories, especially superheroes, being kept separate from each other, right? We didn't really see them come together until, like, Suicide Squad and all these other ones where it became cool again to have, like, an ensemble of uh, characters, right? Like Batman versus Superman with Wonder Woman right there doing the triple threat. Whatever you want to call it, um, it's just different. And so sometimes what DC gets a lot of flack, well, you know, they're trying too hard to be like Marvel or they're trying too hard to be funny. It's almost like once you create the mold, it's hard to do something in that vein without being compared to something. You know what I mean? 
you yeah. did it a second ago, and it's not your fault, but it's like, you know, what you were saying about James Gunn making this film a little bit lighter, maybe funnier, kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? That's exactly the uh, that's exactly the thing there. That's it. And I think you, you're allowed to change the formula of a movie, especially if you're going for a different vibe, but you don't want to change it so sharply that you lose its audience, right? Exactly, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one. What <clears throat> else did you watch? Uh, so that's one. And then the other one, I'll keep it short and sweet because we're watching it again, <laughs> but uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, no Way Home. That is easily my movie of the year. Wow. So I'll say that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I would spoil it if you didn't care, but we're going to watch it, so I'm not going to spoil it. But, you know, people, right. it's been out for a while at this point. So, mm-hmm. But, uh, man, it, it still blows my mind. And 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 uh, you you and I had a conversation uh, over Christmas, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to give uh, uh, Garfield another shot, and I will I will rewatch the two, I will rewatch the two uh, Spider-Man movies that he was in, and because wow. I think because I don't want my I I'm can, my boy Tobey Maguire is not third. I just don't believe he's third out of the out of the Spider-Men, but uh, I put Garfield third, which is I know is insane to a lot of people. But um, I will watch both of those movies again, and uh, I will, you know what? Maybe this will be a longer-term thing. Like, I'll rewatch all the Spider-Men, you know, with the Tobey Maguire ones. Oh, God. I'm, do I have to watch three? Can I skip three? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can, I hit, can I do a bong rip and, <laughs> and watch could, three? You could Maybe watch like it. it. You could do whatever you want to help you get through that thing. <laughs> Maybe I'll fold my laundry. or <laughs> Just have it in the background. <laughs> I'll watch uh, like a man. crime documentary next to the TV. So like, if I don't, I don't watch TV like that. I know some people can double dip like that. Like they can full ass like watch a movie and they're watching like a 15 minute YouTube clip on the side. Like, how, how can you? How can you split your brain like that yeah. to work? Right? I can only do one or the <laughs> other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't rewatch everything. I mean. If I were you, I would just rewatch the Garfield movies because you know the Toby ones are, are good to you. So yeah, Toby ones are good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's, uh, it's hard to talk without spoiling. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to piss anybody off. I don't want to piss anybody. That's okay. Off. You know what? Maybe this year a fun episode would be uh, next year rather, uh, just like a Spider-Man spoiler cast where we we have all the movies fresh and we just kind of oh, go I'd through things down. that we liked and didn't like and 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 away you go. Right? I'd be down. Yeah, we'll do that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What else have you seen? Anything? Uh, anything good on TV? Uh, man. So that's it for movies. Uh, TV. I mean, I've seen Squid Game. Squid Game was uh, huge this year. Right. Squid Game started a huge freaking like movement. I mean, I went to the convenience store the other day, like last night actually, and yeah. they had like these little like keychains of the Squid Game characters, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's just become like a phenomenon. And I actually saw it before. Like, I think I saw it the day it went on Netflix. So I didn't Mm -hmm. like when I saw it, I thought it was awesome, but I didn't like know it was going to blow up the way it did. So then, you know, a week or two later, it's like everywhere. And I'm like, damn, like this thing caught on. Like it was insane. Um, So I saw that and uh, I've been watching. So I started watching an anime called uh, Attack on Titan. Right. I think I told you about this one, but basically the premise is they live in a town that's gated off by these big walls, and it's to it's meant to keep the titans out, which are like huge, like huge creatures, but they're kind of like humans. They're just kind of exaggerated, like they have really big mouths and like they're just they're 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 gross. They're just really gross. Yeah. Um. And you know, in the first episode, it, it explains like how that happened, and I guess the whole thing is they're trying to figure out how to how to fix that problem. So that's all I'll say on it. I'm still very early into season one. Um, so yeah, I've been watching that and Superstore. It's like a, 
I actually saw this earlier in the year, but I'm watching it again. It's basically a show about like a fictional superstore called Cloud Nine, but it's basically mm-hmm. like your Walmart or Target or something. And it just follows like the employees that work there and like the stupid shit they get into. It's pretty funny. It's really enjoyable. I really like it. Yeah, I kind of been watching it in the background when I went to go uh, see uh, you and Christmas. Tiff a couple yeah. times, and it definitely looks. I've always been a fan of those kind of uh, retail store kind of gimmicks, like uh, you know, employee of the month, corner of gas, that kind of shit, it's right? Like Where that. it just yeah, takes yeah. place. It's like, ah, oh, you go to work, and <laughs> I think uh, the thing about those those um, you know, the office, obviously, hello, the big elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have a show like that, especially when it comes to retail, you're going to naturally get a really good audience. But if it's written well and acted well, um, all the better. Yeah. How many seasons is that now? Oh, uh, man, I think it's four seasons. Wow, okay. Yeah. The wow. thing is, when I originally watched it, it wasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of why I'm watching it now. I'm watching it again because I don't really remember it. Gotcha. But they added the uh, the last season or whatever to Netflix. So I'll actually get the conclusion this time. Yeah, that is pretty cool, actually, now that you put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Squid Game I want to watch. Um, I've heard good reviews from everybody, and uh, that includes people that, like, they don't watch, like, nonsensical shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they'll bury that stuff. Um, and so I think I'm going to check out uh, probably Squid Game at some point. I just haven't reactivated my Netflix account. I'm still going strong with my Shutter <laughs> account for horror movies and stuff like that. That's right. So you told me that. <laughs> on, on my end, I've just been watching a lot of horror movies this year. Um, I don't know why. You know, I'm not going crazy or anything. Read. I'm going crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I really there's a lot of garbage. But I basically got myself a Shutter account. It's like super cheap. It's like six dollars Canadian, which is like a dollar American. I might be off on that, but you get it. That's and, you're not you're not far. <laughs> 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 I know, right? Jesus. Um, a couple of movies that are not even like indie or anything like that or are made by Shudder, but I just, I've just i never paid attention to them, so I finally watched them. Are you familiar with the VHS series of horror movies? Uh, I've heard of them, but I've never seen it. Okay, so one of my favorite sub-genres of horror is found footage movies, like Blair Witch Project, uh, Paranormal Activity. Right, okay. Uh, any of these movies where there's like... And they're, they're trying to like... They try to like kayfabe you and try to tell you like it's real and like we really found this footage and everything, <laughs> and I really dig those kind of movies. And um, I saw the first VHS movie and it, it was really really good, liked it, um, gritty, and it's cool because it's like a bunch of different stories. It's almost like a celebration. It's like an anthology in a way. It's like three or four different stories within the movie, um, and they're all done by different directors using different actors, right? All within the okay. context of this one film. So it's pretty cool. So I would say go out and watch the first VHS and the second VHS. Uh, VHS 3 kind of drops off a little bit. And then there's VHS 94, which is kind of like mm-hmm. the one they made after. But if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, definitely watch VHS. And if you like that one, watch VHS 2. Those are really, really good. Just some crazy, crazy stories. And it's filmed in a way that a lot of this stuff is kind of like pretty realistic and like it would happen, you know? Right. <laughs> but yeah, those ones were good. Um, and then a movie called The Thing. Have you ever seen The Thing? Uh, John Carpenter? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, man, it was a long time ago, but I have seen it. <laughs> I've never seen this film until this year. And uh, oh, wow. it's crazy. I really, really liked it. I bought the uh, John Carpenter collection last year. It came with four movies like this one. It came with Prince of Darkness, a couple of other of them ones. And um, 
just like a month ago, I was like, man, there's nothing to watch. And I didn't, re- I didn't want to reactivate my Netflix account. So I'm like, <laughs> hello, darkness, my old friend. I went to my DVD <laughs> collection, my Blu-ray collection. I started looking at everything. I'm like, let's start working on this backlog. Because I literally have movies that I've never even like put into my... Oh, you know, I got It's like tons, I bought them man. and they just sat there. Yeah, yeah. So I literally said, okay, I'm going to watch like... Because, you know, I like, I like re-watching movies that I like. So I grabbed a couple of ones that I'm going to re-watch for like the hundredth time. But then I, for homework, I gave myself a couple of new ones to watch. And the thing was just, it was fun. I really, really liked it. That's, uh, I got a huge backlog too. Like getting into that conversation, it's like, there's movies that I've bought. I, I probably have like over a hundred movies that I, I've bought and not watched. Like it's, it's a big one. Uh, I mean, I, I, a couple noticeable ones that like people would be like, what are you talking about? You haven't seen that, man, is uh, Back to the Future. Definitely have never, I have it, but never seen it. Um, I bought the, the new. Uh, the first uh, one? All of them. I have never seen all of them. Um, oh, what else? I bought the new, uh, I don't think this is as critically acclaimed, but Venom 2, the new Venom, the last, the last one that nice. came out. Yeah. I bought that on DVD, but I still haven't seen it. Um, and, but wait uh, a minute! You've seen blanking. it in theaters? No, I haven't. Oh no, shit! No, I didn't see Venom. Uh, Let there be carnage. No. Wow. Yeah, and that's uh, a cool. That's a cool name. Let there be carnage. Let like, there that's, be that's carnage. A good little. I. It's cool, but I wanted it to be named Maximum Carnage after the comic after and the like, video the game. game. Yeah, that would have been cooler, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but there's a ton. I'm blanking out right now. But um, yeah, the catalog, the back dialog thing is is huge. I tried to. I try, like, if I have any kind of time, I'll grab a DVD and just put it in. But, like, I feel like I don't do myself justice. Like, the other day, I tried to watch the new Mortal Kombat movie. And mm-hmm. I put it in, and I got about halfway through it until I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, I just saw, like, some dude get his arms ripped off. And I'm like, well, I missed a large chunk of this movie, so now right. i got to rewatch this. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It always happens. I always fall asleep. No, that's cool. Another one, if you guys like horrors, check out uh, Hell House LLC. That one came out in uh, 2015. That one's available in a couple different places. And it, 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 I've seen it. I swore I've seen it on Prime. But it's definitely on Shutter. This one's pretty cool. It's like a found footage movie. It's about a group of uh, people. And they buy this old abandoned building in this town. And they decide to turn it into a haunted house. Even though the place that they're renting has its own haunted history of its own. Oh, okay. But of course, they don't know that it's something horrible happened on like opening night. So the whole movie is like building up to like opening night. So like when they first get the keys and how creepy that is, up until like finding out the nooks and crannies of the house, and uh, it's just really um, it's 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 a, it's it's well done. And and that one thing that I like about the um, this one is. Even though the even though the formula has been done to death, it's done in a way that gives it a little bit of authenticity. I think the acting is a lot of like just bullet points and improv, so that kind of gives it more of a natural feel. Right. Even though this is all scripted and everybody you know tried out for the parts, but yeah. it was pretty good. The story is pretty realistic and the footage is pretty realistic as well, so that all works in tune. You know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes a lot of these horror movies can lose me if like all of a sudden for no apparent reason there's like. There's an alien that gets introduced like three quarters of the way through, and it's like, oh, you've thrown me way off a loop here. <laughs> no, motherfucker, this is a haunted house movie, and we're going to do haunted house shit, and shit's going to happen, and you're going to find out why kind of thing. So yeah, um, definitely check, take a look at that one. There's a bunch of sequels that came out after that one, but that's kind of the one that, uh, <laughs> that I would say is the best one. Mm. Have you ever seen Paranormal Activity uh, 5? 
Is that the one in uh, the one that takes place in Mexico? I don't know if it's in Mexico or if they're just Mexican. The spirits, uh, uh, the spirits within, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, that one went a little too far. <laughs> really? So I think that one is the best. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, it's the craziest in terms of like. The concept is cool, but I feel like you can do another whole series of movies with that concept. Like, like that, yeah, You yeah. can see the spirits and stuff. To me, it was like they introduced this new thing because um, I have paranormal activity sitting six feet away from me. It's actually sitting next to my TV because that's another one that I'm getting through right now. I, I don't know what you're pointing at because we're in the Amazon. <laughs> I have uh, I bought the uh, the collection on, on DVD. It was like $7 for like all five movies. And I was like, yes. Okay. Wow. So I Not went bad. through the first one, and now I'm going to go into the second. I've seen them all, but I'm going to go into the second one, yeah. Right. Yeah, that one introduced, like, the spirits and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was crazy when uh, the dog, Chico, he just started levitating and stuff. I was like, oh, my God. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. There's some definitely, there's some good spooks in, uh, <laughs> in those movies for sure. There's In Paranormal Activity 2 or 3, I think the family has a dog, and the dog can kind of see the ghost. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, um, I think there might be three or three or four, but yeah. It's just fun to introduce different <clears throat> things, but those are cool. I like those. Yeah, I'm not cool. a horror guy, but I like the found footage stuff. Um yeah. another one I actually saw not too long ago, maybe two months ago, uh a movie called Chronicle. Ever seen it? No, tell me about it. So Chronicle stars uh Michael B. Jordan, uh Dane DeHaan, who played um yeah, he's he, I mean, I know him really from um Amazing Spider Man two. He played Harry Osborne. Yeah. Uh, and some other guy, but basically they, <laughs> the whole movie is, is filmed through like one of their cameras. Like, it, like there's a camera in the movie that one of the characters has, and that's how the movie is filmed. So they go into this hole and they find this like crazy crystal that gives them powers. And the powers they get are basically, uh, they can make like, they, like things levitate, like they can make things move. And then eventually they learn how to like make themselves move so they can like fly and stuff. That's dope. But it's just insane, like, how realistic... It's, it, to me, it's the most realistic take on, like, if we were to actually get some kind of powers, like, how that right. would, would be. And the, they do this cool choice where, the, the like I mentioned, it's all shot through one of the characters, like, video cameras. Yeah. But then he gets so powerful that he could just kind of make the camera float and levitate around him when it, wherever he goes. So then it starts looking more like a movie because the camera is, like, supposedly Sick. levitating. So sure, it's a cool yeah. choice. Um but yeah, and then all these characters, like the three of them, they become friends because of this. But they all kind of have like their own personal things going on, and right. that kind of leads to like the conclusion of the movie and stuff. So it's a really good like hidden gem to me. Like I really like it. Yeah, I'm just looking at the poster right here on uh, IMDb. Seven out of ten. That's pretty good in my book. Um, very cool. It's about three friends, high school buddies. Cool little piece of trivia here. Director Josh Trank made uh, Dane, Michael B. Jordan, and Alex Russell live in a house together for 15 days in order to create a genuine bond between the three, uh, three characters. That's cool. Well, that's awesome. Nice. That's cool, yeah. yeah. I'll it's a good check one. that out. Do you now like that one? Yeah, I love it. There's rumors of a, a sequel coming out now, but uh, yeah. I don't know how feasible that is. That's cool. But yeah. I think there's something cool about like the everyday person just becoming like a superhero with these powers. Yeah. Like no, that's kind of like seriously. what kind of made like the infamous games like really uh, really fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like they they're they're kind of it's funny though because it's when they get their powers at first they just become idiots. Like they're trying to like <laughs> like throw balls at each other and like sure. like curve it and like hit like one ball. You know, the one guy gets hit in the nuts. Like they're just abusing the power. Like it's like they're just being stupid. Sure. But yeah. then one, they they get stronger and stronger as time goes by, and then they realize like, oh man, we need to like 
we need to chill with this stuff because like people are getting hurt like there's a scene where uh dane dehan's character he's he's getting bullied and he gets so upset that he yanks the like a tooth out of the bully's mouth like with his telekinesis but the way it's shot and like done it's like so like oh man it looks realistic like wow (laughs) that's probably what it would be you know yeah yeah it's a cool movie check it out Heroes was like that. Have you ever seen Heroes, the old TV show that came out on like 06 or 07? Maybe a little bit mm, earlier than that. No, I don't think but so. But Heroes season one was solid. It was about like these, these regular people. And, um, you know, it turns out that a bunch of these people have these gifts. But, of course, it's kind of like that uh, X-Men thing where, like, there's government companies and they want to grab these people and do experiments on them and turn them into weapons and stuff like that because of course we would do that right this guy <laughs> can turn into a nuke perfect yeah <laughs> um okay we need your help um let's go get that freedom and so yeah there's a little bit of that uh but heroes one was really good if you want to go out and uh check that one out and then you can throw the rest of the series out season three and four kind of fall off the rails especially for oh, season one is good season two is almost as good i would say those two are really really good seasons but uh, again, same thing. It was uh, very, very, very good. And there's two brothers at the very beginning, and one of them keeps having like these dreams about like these things happening, and, and he feels like he's like uh, he feels like he has these powers. Uh-huh. But he he and he's trying to explain it to his brother, and his brother like works for like this. Uh, he's like a political dude, and you know, suit and tie kind of guy. And he goes, "You can't keep coming in here and calling me with these things." And he goes, "But I'm telling you, man, I feel like I have these powers." So at the end of uh, episode one, spoiler alert, this guy who thinks he's losing his mind and he's about to, you know, he feels like he's got these powers. He, he wants to test it. So he goes onto like the edge of a building and he jumps off, right? Oh, and he's just falling, falling, falling. And then in the next shot, you have his, uh, you have his uh, political brother, the guy that was like, you're, going, you're crazy, just ignore it, whatever. He comes up and he's carrying his brother like in his arms, like he rescued him. Oh! So the whole thing is like, holy shit! It's his brother Damn. that's got the power, but but it ends up being they both do, right? <laughs> but it's just so cool, <laughs> and it's it's and it's so cool because it's kind of like it kind of shows like, hey, there's plenty more of those surprises where that's where that came from. You know what I mean? It's like when you right. think this, it's going to go that way. Unfortunately, uh, with that series, it just writes itself into these ambitious storylines that never really pay off, if it makes sense. You know, like, mm. it tries to create, like, this giant war is coming, but then the war is pretty much settled in an episode or two, and everything gets, you know, nicely tied together. And oh, Yeah. Right. But season one's really good. I would definitely check out season one of, of Heroes. Mm. And just to wrap on movies, the best movie that I saw this year, um, I'd never seen it, but Fargo from 1996. Oh, uh, Coen Brothers movie with uh, Francis McDormand playing a, a detective or a police officer rather in Alaska solving a uh, a set of murders really really good and I'd never seen this before I, you know I, I'd been to film school I'd heard about this movie but unfortunately just one of them ones that I'd never um, seen before and I was so happy that I did this is one that I knew was so good that I need to have it on DVD and again, it just sat there on my shelf until I just picked it up and watched it. And uh, man, it's a dandy. Have you seen this one? No, I'm looking at it right now, though. It looks pretty good. Oh, man. It, I, it was amazing. And I watched it like pretty late. It's like 1230, 1 a.m. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll watch half of it. I'll watch the other half tomorrow. Um, it's not that long, by the way. It's like a buck 40. And um, boy, I just sat there the whole time, just watched everything. It was amazing. 
I mean, the check scores out are Fargo. Is ridiculous. Yeah, check out Fargo. And I believe Frances McDormand won the Oscar that year. Right. For uh, Best Actor. And if she didn't, she should have. But there you go. So Fargo. Apparently it's a true story. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it is a true story. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah. I mean, cool. when you watch the movie, it's like, okay. I mean, it's not going to be that crazy because, like, if you watch any kind of, like, horror, crime, or whatever on, like, uh, YouTube with all these different documentaries, like, you've heard of all the crazy stories already. But this was pretty nuts, too. Right. Pretty nuts, too. Yeah. Guy hires <laughs> Hitman to uh, kidnap his wife. And uh, this goes very, very wrong. Um, so then check out Fargo. It's a really, really good one. Yeah, apparently there's a show now. I guess it's a remake, but they made it into a show. Yeah, I've been told the show's really, really good, and people are excited about that one, so it's definitely something that I'll be uh, looking into for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a TV show. Nice. Nice. Uh, you want to talk about some wrestling? Yeah, man. Why don't you... Uh, I've been flapping my gums for a bit. Why don't you tell us a little bit... Uh, let's start with... Um, WWE, you know, like it's such a, a huge topic and we're not going to sit here for two hours and bore everybody. You know, if, I, if you guys want to get bored about wrestling, come listen to my uh, podcast on wrestling. <laughs> but we're going to keep it in broad strokes. Uh, WWE, a snapshot. What, what are some of the things that you like this year and maybe some of the things that you didn't? Oh, Jesus. Um. Well, I'll start. I, I like what they've done with Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar, for example. I, think I mean, like yeah, that's, 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 that's a been given. solid, right? That's a given. That's like... With Paul Heyman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. a given because Paul writes that. It doesn't look like Vince McMahon is in the same room when these guys are like figuring it out. Right. Um, and it's working really, really well. Flip that over to Raw, and we see what's going on with the Austin Theory and Vince McMahon playing this kind of like creepo... Uh, I'm so confused kid. by that. <laughs> you want to check? You want a cookie that I'm sitting on? It's still warm, you know. Like it's just. Let me a, teach you something. A, yeah, where's Lita? You know, it's just such a weird. <laughs> I want you to pick someone from NXT. We're gonna have live sex on the show, you know. Like <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me too much, you know. Oh man, I really but, hope not. Um, I don't. You know, I think it could be interesting that whole angle, but it's like uh, it's, it's taking too long again to to go anywhere for me to give a shit. Um, that's what I find WWE was this year. It just takes too damn long to get somewhere. And it makes me lose interest very fast. And as I grow older, I, I have much more, like, less and less patience every year, like, for shit. I, I just, I can't help it. This year, um, I mean, the Roman Reigns stuff has been solid. Like, some people like it, some people don't like it. I like it. I think it's cool. The only thing I, I've always said, and I think you've said this, is the Usos getting into all the matches is kind of redundant. But other than that, right. I dig the whole thing. Uh, yep. Lesnar, too. They're, they built them up really good. And, you know, recently, they just, you know, Roman just fired Paul. And now there's, like, this whole thing. So, I mean, it's good. Another thing I'll praise it for is uh, Liv Morgan's finally, like, in that position to be women's champ. I've, you know, That's I've wanted girl. that. You've I've wanted that for a long time. For a while. Yeah. I think beginning of the year, you could probably go to a cafe or something and hear me talk about it. Like, right. I think that... Um, that this is this is good this is good stuff but like i struggle to find anything worthwhile like mentioning earlier this year or this summer like there's not much that i can really think about like don't you feel like the stuff from january is still going on now with no yeah. payoff whatsoever it's like what are you guys doing mm-hmm. 
it, it upsets me. It upsets the shit out of me. And like, I, I go back into like the, um, I try to like, I, I dug up some stuff from NXT. NXT was the show I should have been watching this whole year. Like, wow. Really. It is like it, it had so much more going on and people are constantly talking about how pure wrestling is in NXT. Once you go to Raw and SmackDown, that's when the business stuff kicks in and the numbers become the main focus. I mean, the numbers are always the main focus, but in NXT, it's like that is such much more of a backseat when there's other things involved, like stories and, you know, the wrestling itself. And I wasted my time watching Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, that it is what it is. WWE to me is just I don't know what they're doing and I feel like the next year or two is going to be really interesting to see where this all goes with rumors of like you know the company being sold uh, Khan maybe not being the guy to get it now because now that's been debunked apparently Stephanie's in the running it's it's crazy these rumors have been here but we'll see man we'll see what happens uh, just overall WWE didn't uh, didn't wow me this year I'll say that I mean, I think at the top you have, you know, Big E and Roman Reigns. I mean, they've done a great job with both of those guys as champions. I mean, I think with Big E you could do a little bit better, but it was always going to be more of a turbulent run on um, on Raw versus if Big E was the SmackDown champion where I think he'd be allowed to get a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? But as long as Roman Reigns is there, you know, I guess what I'm saying is the more you're further away from Vince, the more of a shot you're going to have for something to be really, really good. And I'm not saying Vince is the reason why, uh, you know, Big E isn't as big as he could be. I think Big E's been positioned strong, but I feel like Big E still hasn't had that program that's really going to cement this uh, title reign. Um, but at the very least, you know, at least Big E is now an established sort of uh, world title contender, at least within the WWE universe. So we'll be seeing more of him uh, for sure. One guy to me that's a <laughs> champion and, and, you know, I have to constantly remind myself that he's a champ. Shinsuke Nakamura, the SmackDown Intercontinental Champion. I mean, just a, uh, gosh, he's just been reduced, you know. Um, that's one part of SmackDown where I think they're doing it a little bit better on Raw by having uh, Damian Priest be the uh, the U.S. champ. I think Priest has been one of the highlights, I think, this year, if you can, of uh, not that many highlights. But I think um, uh, Damian Priest has, has been protected. He had that solid program. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid with uh, Bad Bunny. He showed off that uh, he can actually take uh, this stuff seriously uh, with respect to having a big role. I mean, that was a pretty big match on, uh, on, um, on WrestleMania. And then coming after, uh, coming after Mania, they kind of uh, took, him, took him off the heater for a little bit, it felt like to me. And then they put the heat back on and... Uh, you know, he, he had a couple programs there with uh, Jeff Hardy. I thought those guys were actually having a pretty good match there on Bra, um, which I know some people disagree. I, I remember hearing some people didn't like that match. I thought it was physical. I thought they had a good match. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. I would say keep putting some more stock in Damian Priest, even as we kind of go with a more sort of edgier character, so to speak. Um, <coughs> what's your opinion on RK Bro? And do you keep it going or do you... Do you flip him in time for Mania? What do you do with RK, bro? <laughs> Keeping I, in mind that they have to stay together because we're still in the finals of the uh, um, the, the bro the tournament. What's it called? Yeah. The RK Bronament? What Bronament? The it's called? Right. So we're going to have yeah. number one contenders there. Um, do you keep these guys together until Mania or do you do the split leading to Mania? Maybe, maybe Riddle throws out Orton at Rumble? That'd be a good one. Uh, I've always wondered when this team's gonna, you know, inevitably, inevitably break up. Mm-hmm. 
I again though I still think they're one of the best things going on Raw, so I wouldn't want them to split up anytime soon. Um, I mean, Rumble maybe be the best place to do it. Maybe you have Riddle throw Orton out or something like that. Um, right. You know, one of them does a stupid mistake enough to for Randy to flip out. Like, there's a lot of ways you could break it up, and it's a Randy Orton, so it's like it's not it's not hard to pull off like why they would break up. So that's not like, I'm not worried about that. I'm just kind of worried about like, if they break up, what the hell else is, am I going to look forward to when I watch raw? Like I really, I I don't have much. So I don't know. Maybe for mania, they'll have a match and you know, that'd be cool. But I I really wouldn't want them to break up anytime soon, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I've really turned the corner on Matt Riddle. I'm all in. Like he's so, He's tremendous. And I think I was all in a little while ago, but at one point I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm buying it, blah, blah. But he's just so good. And he just proves that old adage that, like, if you're given something, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, but make it as good as you fucking can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's great. So he's good. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. Um, and then if you look at the rest of the champions, I mean, Jesus, Dana Brooke, 24 7 champion, whatever. <laughs> Women's tag team champions, uh, Queen Zelina and, and Carmella. Who cares, you know, like, and it's not none of their fault, God bless them, but it's like, you know, if you don't tell the story properly and there's no matches to back it up, I'm not interested, you know, and in my opinion, Queen Zelina's better suited as a a manager of some kind, because I think she can speak really well. Mm -hmm. Carmella's fine, Um, you know, Usos are the SmackDown tag champs, whatever, and then you have uh, Becky Lynch as the Raw Women's Champ, Charlotte Flair as the SmackDown Women's Champ. Um, again, two champions, not a ton of contenders. I mean, especially when you have, uh, uh, you know, people like, uh, for a little while, you know, um, Liv Morgan now being pushed as sort of like a, like a contender for the belt. So at least they are trying to implement new characters. But, I mean, up and down, the writing just hasn't been there. There's been no consistent storylines or angles. There's no real progression to anything. It's just... What do we got this month? Oh, we have this person. Okay, let's heat them up, give them a couple wins, and and go from there, kind of thing. Right, I totally agree. It's like a, it's like they're hot on someone for two weeks, and then the third week comes, and they're like not even in the damn show. Like it's, yeah. it gets ridiculous. Like now they're doing this thing with Natalia about how she gets like breaking Guinness records and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember when was the last time Natalia freaking wrestled that I genuinely cared. Like I, that you said something back there when you were just talking. You were like. Who cares that they're champions? That's my problem. I don't care about most of this shit. Like, right. I really don't. I couldn't give a damn because they've devalued these champions, these championships and these characters so much over the years that it's hard for me to get behind. It's hard for me to get behind Shinsuke. Like, I love Shinsuke, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to really care that he's a champ right now when he's paired with Rick Boogs, who's a great talent. I'm not going to say he's not. But he's paired with Rick Boogs, and it's like, okay, at some like why why are they together first of all? And then at some point, you know they're gonna break up. He's gonna go heal or something. Like everything is just r- ridiculous. This past week on SmackDown, they had a uh, a twelve man like gauntlet tournament thing for the for Shinsuke's uh, IC title, right? I thought they would finally go with Ricochet. They made Ricochet look phenomenal. Right. All for Sami Zayn to come in at the end and just, you know, get that spot. And I know they want to make Zayn happy because, you know, no one knows if he really signed a deal or not uh, with WWE again. But it's like I was really excited because, like, Ricochet is like a Liv Morgan to me. Like, I've been waiting for him to get a spotlight, too. And, again, they did him dirty. 
And it's like, man, I, I just don't care. I just don't care what you do anymore because you keep fucking taking shit away from me. <laughs> right. I know. Damn. Here's another Shinsuke Nakamura that's been pushed on the card. Asuka. I mean, my goodness. Jeez, what happened to her? You know. Uh, Bailey's on the injured list, I believe, but she should be coming back soon, right? Mm-hmm. I think she, Bianca Belair has been amazing. She had a great year. Um, she's, I thought they should have just, she should have been champion leaving this year. I think you could have, but the thing is they brought in Becky Lynch and they made her a heel. Um, if Becky Lynch had come in as a baby face, uh, maybe things could have been a little bit different. Maybe she loses that match. She doesn't win the belt in her first match in a 30 second match. Right. And she chases a little bit. Maybe she'd, she'd be champion by now, but at least make it, make it, make the chase worth something. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, she's cool, you know. And then we have, of course, uh, NXT. You know, Braun Breaker making a lot of splashes. They're really pushing him, you know, the son of, of uh, Rick Steiner and nephew of Scott Steiner. So he did a great look. We'll see how far he goes. I could easily see him being pushed up to the main roster next year um, because I think after you win the, the, the championship, after they put the strap on him, I don't know how much further you can go before it's time to, to get him up to the main roster. But... I would very much like to see how they handle Austin Theory first. And there's still a lot of question marks there, obviously. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Um, one guy I've liked on NXT is that guy, Harland. Um, he, he's like the Brock Lesnar kind of lookalike mm-hmm. when uh, he was coming up. He's a good big guy. And I could see, you know, easily see him being pushed up to the main roster at some yeah. point. Um, but... Again, it's like I when he was being talked about coming into NXT, I, I saw how, what he looked like, and I I bought him. But like this guy Harlan now, it's like he reminds me of like Eric Rowan, like the way he's he's dressed right. in like a boiler suit and stuff. And it's like they're just doing that character again. And it's like, please for the love of God, give these big guys some personalities. I'm so over the big dumbass. Like, just give them personality. Just because they're huge, they make them into oafs over there. It it really. Mm-hmm. Ugh, sick of it. Yeah, Harlan just looks like a giant bald serial killer. He looks like um that guy that got accused of all that you know molesting stuff. What was his name? He had all kinds of mental stuff. I don't know. Who? Oh man, he came out and like squashed the Hardy Boys. Uh, he came out and squashed everybody. He reminds me of Snitsky. Damn it, man. Oh, <laughs> Snitsky. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but what was his name, man? Shit. Gene Snitsky. No, no, no. He reminds me of Snitsky. This was like last year. They like pushed him up from NXT and like he disappeared quick. Oh, uh, the guy with the mask? No, he had no mask, not cross. <laughs> Dude, the guy that was like harassing his personal trainers and stuff. Fuck, I don't remember. Damn, what is his name? He had like a background. Apparently he works at the mall. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, he really There's fell a depressing off, man. Christmas story. Yeah, he really it's not good. But um, oh man, I'm I'm so mad. I can't freaking remember. But anyway, it doesn't matter. If it comes to me, it comes to me. But uh, it's just you know, it, it's always the same character over and over again when it comes to to a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest signings for WWE this year was Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens is uh, staying on board for at least another three years. Um, you know, I kind of mentioned I thought he would stay. Pack. I don't remember if you made a prediction on that whether he would stay or not, but kind of makes sense. You know, he's. He's. This has always been his dream, you know. And he, like I said, he's in a good spot. He's been he's been featured in uh, at least toward the top of the card. He had a he had that uh, two two month program last year with Roman Reigns. Remember that one where um, they had that uh, match where 
where um, he handcuffed Roman and Roman was supposed to <laughs> uncuff himself, but he couldn't. That was such a huge criticism of ours, man. <laughs> <laughs> All the memes that came out, he was having dinner with the with the ref while Kevin was trying to... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, time man. must have... That must have just felt like an hour. Like, that's one of those things where, like, you can tell, like, Paul Heyman is, like, furiously trying to unlock Roman. You can tell, like, his back is probably, like, soaked. You know what I mean? Like, this guy's just under so much stress right now. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Kevin Owens. Uh, hopefully, do something with the guy. I, I mean, he, like I said, he's been featured well. And what I mean by doing something with the guy is just give him steady work. Keep him at the top and keep him meaning something. You know, he shouldn't be somebody you just warm up when you need a world title contender. You know, like, KO should be in there. KOing motherfuckers, like, 24-7. Yeah, sure. Damn right. Uh, who else kind of stuck out? Vince McMahon, I think he's been uh, horrible on TV. I mean... I can't even understand the guy. I can't understand what the fuck he's talking about. I'm rewinding. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, he said, what? No, no, it's literally like, what are you talking about? He's like... Rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. He's talking like he's got a, a marbles in his mouth. Yeah. You know, uh, he's been terrible. He he looks old, and I and I'm not an ageist. I'm not being an asshole, but this is the same guy that like took himself off TV because he thought he was getting old, and this was like 15 years ago. So for him to be back on TV and, and in these really cringy segments where he's being like the creepy like grandfather, you know, um, yeah. just doesn't work for me. I don't know where it's going with uh, with Austin Theory on this one. I was trying to find a way to book it so that it works. What if on one of these segments, Austin Theory just has enough and just slaps McMahon across the face? Just slaps him. I could totally see that, actually. That's not a bad idea. And McMahon says, (laughs) well, you know what? Next week, I got something to announce. And uh, he calls him into the ring. And I realize it's Austin 20 years later, but he fires him in the middle of the ring. Right, oh, Jesus, and then maybe he's surrounded by like six police officers or something, and then Austin just runs at him, dives over, and like tries to get at him, you know, and then you kind of springboard into like an Austin versus McMahon storyline. Now, obviously, McMahon can't be that physical because he's a lot older and stuff like that. Not that right. it stopped him before, especially when our boy Ko legit he asked him to crack him in the head. Remember that? The, oh my the, god! The front, yeah. the headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> That was his last bump. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I'm not saying you need to... Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin can never be replicated. But if you're going to do right. a bit like that, give Austin some balls so that he can at least have something to fight for. Yeah. I just remembered that guy's name. Which guy? The guy I was trying to get to uh, talk about before. Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. Oh, that, he had a... Uh, that Dude, he had a dicey history. Yeah, he had gone on some forums and said some pretty stupid shit. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but, but him, he was like you know the big guy that got pushed that year. But he, you know, he had some problems. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's interesting to see what they'll do with Austin Theory. Um, I mean, they're not putting him with McMahon for no reason. I feel like since McMahon is kind of directly involved in this one, it's like this has to go somewhere. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Man, laptop is running out of juice. Oh, boy. MacBooks are good, but when you have a bunch of different things connected, it draws a lot of power up. Yeah, mine's connected pretty much 24-7. Yeah, yeah good for you. Thank so, you. Uh, <laughs> you piece of shit. God damn. Um, yeah, so that was cool. And then further along, I really like Mustafa Ali. I, I just, I'm beginning to think they're never going to do anything with him. 
Yeah, that's gonna another push guy. Mustafa. That's another guy. Yeah. Another great guy, amazing human being. You know, another one of those Kevin Owen like family guy kind of dudes. Like you love to see succeed and stuff like that. Um, he put out a pretty interesting tweet. He said something along the lines of like, um, uh, something along the lines of like, the worst thing that we can do is assume that we have all the time in the world, or no something point. like that. Yeah, and he just kind of left it at that. So that was interesting. But yeah, that's another guy, uh, Naomi. You know. I mean, she spent months trying to get a spot on SmackDown. They haven't really done anything with her. Nikki A.S.H., I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, that's... What are they doing there? Is she going to go heal? I don't know. She's, like, depressed now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ray, 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 Ray Mysterio. Um, sometimes he fights with his son. Sometimes he doesn't. I don't know where they're going with that one. Are they leading to a Ray versus uh, his son match? Apparently, Ray refuses to do that. So I don't know if we'll ever get that. But interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Ray's another one that signed with WWE this year, so he's going to be uh, staying there for a bit. Rhea Ripley came into the year with a lot of fire, but uh, she's been reduced a little bit. So hopefully, they can. Uh, she just needs to become a badass again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go for the title. We yeah. need people for the title. Go for the title. That's it. Seth Rollins has kind of been a pain in my ass the entire year. Uh, Wrestling-wise, he's been pretty good, but just his character is just so ridiculous and over the top. But uh, the, at least this new incarnation of Seth Rollins. But we'll see what happens. He's uh, started this weird kind of kinship with Sami Zayn on SmackDown, so we'll see. We'll see what that leads to. But uh, Seth Rollins is another one that could easily be one. He feels like he feels like a guy for sure, but I feel like he sh- he should f- feel a little bit more special if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I blame the character. I blame how over the top it is. Like, it's hard mm-hmm. to go completely, you know, in taking him seriously when he's like the Joker. <laughs> right. Just, it doesn't. Uh, I've been trying to figure that out all year if I like this character or not. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm a Seth fan. I just don't know if I like this Seth. Right. So I'm kind of, I kind of haven't cared for it much, to be honest with you. I feel like they could just be doing better with this. Yeah. And then the last two guys, you know, Edge and Miz. Interesting that they're going to do this uh, show on January 1st, the uh, day one pay-per-view. Miz and Edge is not a match that uh, gets me excited. You know, it's not, it's not a match that makes me want to put my money down and make sure that I'm there front row. But mm-hmm. um, it depends how it's booked. But to me, it just feels like this is just a setup to eventually do a mixed tag team match if you bring in Maurice and uh, Beth Phoenix, who's Edge's wife. Any interest from uh, zero being zero to ten being uh, you can't wait and you got your tickets booked on the Miz Edge program? Uh, I'll give it like a, I'll give it like a three. <laughs> <laughs> I love Edge and he looks great. Um, he looks great in everything he does, you know. Um, but again, it's for a guy that's always talking about. I don't know how many more of these I got left. It's like, yeah, oh, you're gonna waste well, one of them on the Miz. Yeah, and why are you wasting it on Miz? Exactly my this, point. And that's obviously not Edge's call. I mean, right? Doesn't matter what you say. It all comes out later in the shoot video, brother. We find out that it's never really their call. You know. So I was just never a fan of the Miz. So it's like, right? I I'm not excited. You can just there you go. That. I think if you bring in the women, I think you at least got a reason to, uh, obviously, a uh, mixed cool. match. And yeah. maybe the promos might be good. You know, I think that, that like could that be more. something. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Anything else to say on WWE, Ryan? Uh, no, let's just hope it gets better. That's <laughs> it. 
All right, I, I guess we end the show with some video games. So this is kind of like a cafe. Um, so I don't know. I've played a lot this year. Um, still, you know, I didn't play everything I wanted. <laughs> but right. I guess that's what next year's for. Um, I'll let you go first, though. Uh, what if, what would you consider to be like your um, your favorite games of the year that you played? The ones that I played for the first time, I finally played Days Gone because it was free on uh, PS Plus, and I really, really liked it. I've spoken about it a little bit on the cafes, but uh, yeah, just really, it's fun. You know, it's clumsy in parts, and it's got its bugs, and there are some systems that are deeper than they need to be because the game is not as deep as those systems were developed for kind of thing. Right. And then there's some other systems that could be developed. So I thought it was just a really good big world game. And then from there, just to juxtapose, I ended up playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima on the PS4. So I was able to get a PS5, and that was kind of like the first you know, game that I uh, got for it and played. And that one, I just uh, really enjoyed. It was just like playing through a movie. Um, everything flowed so nicely. Some of the most beautiful backgrounds I've ever seen and some of the most <clears throat> memorable uh, boss battles, one-on-ones. Um, Really, really cool. And it makes you feel like there is this honor to dying on the battlefield sort of thing <laughs> right. that that you kind of get from games like Metal Gear Solid when he, uh-huh. he walks over to a dying, uh, was a sniper wolf? Sniper wolf, yeah. And she explains how like she came up as a child soldier and all this crazy shit. So it's like, it's cool. It's like a justification to it. Right. So those are a couple right off the bat. What have you played that you liked? <clears throat> um... So I think the two that I, I finally got to play after years of like kind of procrastinating was um, Zelda Majora's Mask. Uh, always was a fan of like the, the what I've seen of the game, but I've never actually gone in full fully into it and played it. And I played it, and now it's like I could say it's in my top five Zeldas of all time. It was fantastic. That's awesome. Um, a very twisted, dark take on the on the series that kind of came out of nowhere at the time. Um, that game. When they made Ocarina of Time, they told uh, they told the guy that made it, like, look, you have a year to follow up on this. So what he did was just take the assets of Ocarina of Time and just kind of kind of hit them with, like, a remix and, like, use the assets to make, like, a dark, twisted world with, like, familiar characters, yet they're different. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a cool take on it. And at the time, it was, like, the dark horse of the series. Like, no one really liked it. No one really understood it. But now, yeah. over time, years later, it's, like, a fan favorite, right? So... I gotta say it's really cool. It's a good game. And the other one was um, Earthbound for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Always heard about how funny and you know quirky and different this game was uh, as a JRPG, and I played it. I really liked it. I thought it was so odd, like people said. So I mean, they got me there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I have not much to say. Like, there's a huge community for this game. Um, Mother 3 is still in Japan. They need it over here so I could play that thing. But, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I don't need to say much about these. These these games are classics at this point. I forgot that that was this <clears> year. <throat> yeah, that was the beginning of the year. Wow. When when I did the uh, raffle hat gimmick right. with you, uh, those two were in it. And uh, so those two were, were easily, those were, were the ones that I was like, okay, I finally got these out of my, my way. Hmm. Um, a game I really liked that you made me play was God of War. Uh Loved God of War. That was also this year. God of War. I never played a God of War game, so I played the uh, 2018 one this year, and I really liked it. 
Uh, I got a taste of what a Sony studio can do with PlayStation and shit. I, I'm excited for the sequel. There's not much I can say. Like this game makes you feel like a god, and I guess you are one, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's so funny. Just today, I happened to be reading about God of War, and this game takes place uh, in Greek mythology. Yeah, it's cool, man. You see Thor and other Greek gods. I forget their names, Zeus and stuff. Um, that and if you played the originals, yeah, if you played the originals, there's like callbacks to the other games that I've noticed. So, <laughs> cool. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I had a God of War three downloaded on my PS4 right mm. before I got the PS5 this year. So I'll have to go and revisit that. Right. I just don't know. I don't know what to play next, you know? I I still got the raffle hat going. I just, uh, stuff keeps coming out that I, I kind of just, I'm playing new stuff right now. So, <laughs> yeah. um, kind of got my, my plate full. Um, like I want to play, like I'm playing the Avengers right now. Uh, I finally got into that campaign. Wow. And, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying myself so far, so we'll see where that goes. But I literally just started it not too long ago. and uh, But I took a break from it because I wanted to go back and platinum uh, Spider-Man and platinum Miles Morales. So I did that. Um, didn't need too much. but So I, I did that, got those out of my system. So now I'm going to hop back into the Avengers. So That game is down to $23. Yeah, I'd pick it up now. <laughs> Canadi- Canadian. So that's like uh, 17 bucks American maybe. Yeah. It's not bad. But, yeah, that's cool. Mm. What else have you been playing? I enjoyed Control, man. I beat that one this year, or I finished it, whatever. Um, that was that was just uh, so much fun, and one of the, the coolest final levels ever. I think I even told you about it at the time. I was like, dude, it was fucking badass. It was, it's cool. It's like you develop all these different powers, and you're completely maxed out or close to it by the end, so you get to use all your different powers, and it's they, they play this uh, rock music that suddenly comes on as you're making your way <laughs> through the level. It's awesome. And there's just so much, like, once you develop the power to, like, levitate and move things around and things like that, it's just so cool. It just opens up the whole world, and you get to explore it in different ways. So I, I've only got done one, one playthrough, but maybe that's one that I'll revisit. Right. And, yeah, once you get all the skills down there, especially with the levitation and stuff like that, it's awesome. It's like you're kicking ass, but you're also flexing. Like, you just feel like, <laughs> you feel like a badass, almost like... Spider-Man uh, ask if you were to compare it to like a beat 'em up, not a beat 'em up, but like you know what I'm saying, the combat. Right, right. Yeah. No, I get it. That's on my list. That's on my to-do list. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the most fun I had was uh, Astro's Playroom on the PS5. And, you know, it comes oh. included right in there. That was that was fun. I really enjoyed uh, uh, playing that game. Yeah, I took that first spin. That was pretty good. I like that. Um, I finally, yeah, so I guess I, <laughs> I got a PS5 at some point between uh, the times that we haven't done this podcast. Right. So uh, I played Final Fantasy VII uh, Integrate on it, and I did the, uh, I just played the, uh, what's it called? The fucking, the DLC where you play as Yuffie. Yeah. Uh, th- I thought it was really good, good solid fight to Integrate. I don't Which even, I called I don't Retrograde. Know retrograde yeah you're like oh yeah i'm gonna get retrograde and i'm like what's that (laughs) uh but uh no i thought it was really fun i think it's worth the uh, 20 25 bucks whatever it is um i i don't know i really liked it but i'm a sucker for this universe so i like anything but um it's really fun to control her man and i gotta say uh 
it really gets me excited for what, where they're taking the game uh, for part two. But the thing that really uh, screwed with me was you got so used to to playing as Yuffie and like she's so much more flexible and like you could do so much more with her compared to like the characters in the main game mm-hmm. that one of the plat to, to platinum the integrate DLC you have to go back into the main game and fight this this new character uh, for the game. And it, but it makes you use the old party. So after like yeah. six hours of playing with Yuffie, I'm like really like I'm not I'm not good with these guys anymore. So it took me like 25 damn attempts to kill this dude. Uh, one of the hardest bosses I've ever fought. Honestly, it was driving me insane. <laughs> but I did it, and I was proud of myself. <laughs> and I, I finally put the game to rest. So I've completed that game. Uh, after that, I tried to play uh, Judgment. It's it's like a spin-off of the Yakuza series. It's I get appreciate for what it is. I like it. I like the way it looks, but I it took too long for to to really get anywhere in the story. And I put it down cuz I just I honestly just got bored. I was just kind of like, "Ah, well, that's a shame. It's a damn and, shame." And unfortunately, has this turned you off of Yakuza altogether or maybe you'll give one of the Yakuza's a shot? Well, I have tried Yakuza and it just it makes me want to play Sleeping Dogs or something a little more fast. Like a a gangster RPG is something that is just I, it has its fans totally, and I get that. Yeah. It's just it doesn't appeal to me. I feel like I'm good with RPGs when it's like a fictional story or fictional characters or something. But once you yeah. put in like such realistic elements to a game, like imagine a GTA that's turn based. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> I just can't. So it makes me want to play like a GTA. So I, I just can't yeah. do it. And I've tried. So judgment, seeing judgment, I was like, okay, this is more in line with what I want. But the whole detective aspect of it is what's slowing it down to me. So again, I couldn't really get through it. So that's a shame. I gave it my my try, but didn't happen. Wow, how many hours did you put into it? Mm, about maybe ten, close to ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you gave it yeah. a shot. That's a good solid gave a, shot. Gave it a solid shot. <laughs> wow. And again, like I really like the way it looks. Like it has so much that I like, but it's just the pacing of the game really makes me not want to go through it. That's it. Yeah. How many of them are there in that spin-off series? Two? Just two. So I, I played the first one. Um, yeah. The second one came the, out this year, right? Yeah, it came out with the PS uh, for the PS5. Right. I think for the PS4 as well. But um, I don't know if that one's any faster or better or whatever. Maybe I'll look into that. But, yeah. At this point, I'm kind of, like, done with it. I mean, after playing something like like this year, I played the Mafia trilogy. Like, all three yeah. of them. That was solid. That's wild. All three of them? All three In of them. order? <laughs> in order. Yeah, nice. in order. Uh, the, the, rem- the, the, remastered, uh, the remastered versions. I thought those were fantastic. I love those damn games. My How favorites. would you those rank easily them? easily the... Uh, uh, I think, I think one, man, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Wow. <laughs> one or three would be the best. Uh, two is, is easily the, uh, the worst, I think to me, How come? but it's still a good game. It it just yeah. doesn't do like one was really polished and I'm talking about the remake. Yeah. It was really polished and well done. And I beat that game in like two days and two sittings. Cause I was so vested in that story. Number two was like okay it expands a lot but it doesn't expand it as much as i would want like i feel like they could have done so much more with that game but then three hits you with so much 
that it's like okay, this has to be it. The, the only thing is we've talked about it. Three overstays. It's welcome. Yeah, a little too much. Uh, so I think I would rank them like one, three, and two for me. Right. But um, but all three of them like uh, Mafia Two is better than some other series is like best games. So I would uh, totally do Mafia Two. Mafia Two is a great game too. I can't I can't talk bad. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually just thinking about getting into Mafia today. You totally should, man. I'm I'm curious to know what you think of the remake because you played the originals on PS2. Yeah, that's right. So with those loading screens and <laughs> fucking racing level. Oh, that wasn't any better, man. That was uh-huh. fucking balls, dude. <laughs> I hope the controllers are a little bit better, but we'll see. I assume it will, but I mean. Again, th- this is why I want you to play it. I'd love to yeah. know if you think Remember it's that better mission? or not. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the frustrating part is you have to like start, you have to drive there again, like all over again to that place where you got to like steal the car or whatever it is. If you lose, you mean? Yeah, I'm forgetting, but yeah, I'll I don't play think. It no, I think I think they. they I'm, I'm, that. I'm mixing them up. Maybe yeah. I, I. I mean, I played it like in January, so I gotta. I'm a little rusty now on that, but yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What else have you been playing? Is that it for the year? The ones that really kind of like uh, you liked? Uh, man, let me check my little listy. Uh, Arkham City I finally got around to. Wow. That was the last Arkham game I didn't play. Uh, I thought that was a great Batman game. That's uh, the fourth Batman game? No, sir. That's the second one. Wow. Uh, there is no fourth Batman game. <laughs> wow. I don't think there is. You never? Uh, uh, oh, I thought you had played them all already. No, Arkham City was the only one in the trilogy yeah. that uh, I didn't get to. I played them completely out of order. I played Arkham right, Knight that's first, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Arkham Asylum second and gotcha. City third. Uh, I still think Arkham Knight is the better game. It just it's spectacular. Um, it just it gives me more range, more freedom. But the thing is, people like City because even though it's a smaller game, they load it up with things that mean more. So right. like. Like, people look at it as, like, okay, Arkham Knight, you have this huge city, but if there's things that are so spread out that, you you know, most of the city is kind of pointless, then what's the point? But to me, traversing his Batman is so fun. Like, he glides around the city, and it's the equivalent of, like, Spider-Man swinging. Wow. Like, the way he glides, and, like, you can dive bomb to, and then, like, hit the cape again to, like, get some speed. Like, it's really fun. And then if you don't like that, you, you have the Batmobile that you can just drive around in. So, I mean, that that was great. I love that. And... I think that was the last game that I really wanted to play that I didn't get to. I think the other one was um, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. That was the only Paper Mario I didn't play. Uh, and that was easily the best one of the series, so I don't know why I slept on that. But yeah, after playing it, I can confirm it's the best one in the series. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's my list, man. I, I got a list here of things that I want to play next year that I think I'll get to. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Nice. Yeah, and that's it, man. I uh, went back to PS3 and I just beat uh, Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty. Damn. On uh, on Veteran and then Hardened. Nice. Or vice versa, whatever. Um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I remember was you fun. talking to me about that. It completely that changes the way you play that game. It really does. Yeah. Completely changes the way you play the levels. Um, but yeah, that, that was fun. And then it got remastered on the PS4, so I'm going to have to go and check that one out, too. Is that your favorite um, in the Call of Duty series? Well, I haven't played uh, all the Call of Duties. I've played uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. 
Right. And that's it from the Modern Warfare's. And then I switched over mm-hmm. to the Black Ops, completely oh, okay. out of order. It's like Black Ops 2, then Black Ops, and then Black Ops right. 4. And right, I've never right. played Black okay. Ops 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Black Ops 4 was the first, uh, one of the first games. I bought it with you when I got my PS4 uh, several years back. Remember did we, you? I thought you bought Red Dead. I bought, uh, no, what did I buy? You bought Red Dead. We played Red Dead then. No, right? it came with Red Dead because it was the Red Dead package. Oh, it was the bundle, right? And I okay. picked up Mafia 3. There you go. How about that tie-in? Oh, there you go. Which it is another game that. that I finished this year. Like, I started it last year, and I liked it. But then, you know, I just put it down because it was just so big. And I was like, I'll put it down for a bit. So I put it, I put it down for a few months and just got back into it. Then got the DLC, so I spent more time with it. Um, yeah, so I was, that was a good one. I liked that one. But yeah, same thing. Just overstays Damn. its welcome and uh, just not enough uh, variety, I think. Yeah. You know, I forgot it had DLC. So to me, it's like I just lumped that into the game because <laughs> yeah. I got the complete edition. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at this list. S- some that I really want to play early next year would be Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. I think uh, that's next for me. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3. I'd like to get into because I've played the first two. I think last year I played the first one. This year I played the second one. Right. Um, so three is next. And then I got Metroid Dread and Metroid Prime. Metroid Dread just came out. I dabbled my toes in it, but uh, other stuff came out that I played instead. But I, I was really interested. I liked it. And then Metroid Prime is like the game that everyone just talks so highly about. It's like a first-person adventure game, they say. Wow, Metroid so, Prime. Metroid Prime. So that's... If I'm going to get into any first-person anything, it would be that. Um, so I'll give that a try. And then one thing I know I'm definitely playing in January, Nintendo uh, put out the Nintendo 64 uh, Switch app gimmick, and uh, they announced that Banjo-Kazooie is coming in January. And I've always wanted to play that in its entirety. I've always like just played it here and there, but I never beat yeah. it. And they're saying it's going to go to the Switch, so I'm going to play it on the Switch, definitely. That's cool. That's my I list. like that. Yeah, that's my I that's like my that. roadmap so far. And then whatever's in the raffle hat. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we're probably going to surprise each other next year with some of the games we play just because I think 2022 is going to be a huge year for games. Like, there's so much crazy shit coming there out. There is. There um, is. That should be uh, really, really fun to follow. But, uh, yeah, I think the next one I'm going to play is probably Mafia 1. I think that's the one I've been thinking about. I'll probably get into that one. Nice. And then on the Switch, I need to pick up where I left off with uh, Breath of the Wild because I was playing that. That was the last game I was playing oh, on the Switch. Yeah. I've just mm-hmm. been spending so much time on the PS4 that I haven't been going over back to the Switch. But I did spend some time with the Switch this year. I played uh, Crisis, the uh, first-person shooter that was originally on the uh, PC, I believe. And I had a good time with that one. Um, I thought it handled really well on the Switch. Um, right. I understand there were some things removed and things like that to make the game operate better but you know for all intents and purposes it was uh really fun did you play anything on the switch that you liked uh yeah i did i played i mean i'm still kind of going on animal crossing that's like my daily uh, check-in game right um hyrule warriors age of calamity that was this year i beat that uh the two marios that came out mario golf and mario party those are fun multiplayer games that i played a lot and uh, Smash Brothers, man. Smash Brothers is still going strong for me. Uh, I started going online more with it. So yeah. going back to that competitiveness. 
Uh, the thing is, I got some Switch games that I still need to play. Like, I picked up uh, Cruise and Blast, that racing game, yep. that throw throwback. Uh, and there's a, uh, a Creed game that came out uh, <laughs> with Rocky characters. And I, I don't know if it's any good, but I was like, you know, it's Rocky. Yeah, yeah, you're a Rocky mark. Yeah, so I got it. I don't know. I heard it's all right. So if, if, if I get any kind of enjoyment, then we'll see. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, that one. And then I bought um, Sonic Colors. But that game was so buggy when it came out that I haven't touched it yet. So I need to see if it's been patched or anything sure. like that. I think, think at this point would it would right? be, yeah. And just an update on my other video, or not video, on my other, uh, the other, uh, I think I think it was Cafe 25 I talked about this, GTA Trilogy. Mm-hmm. I ended up beating Vice City, and I started San Andreas, and San Andreas was horrendous, but they just put a patch, a huge patch. I think I waited an hour for this thing to get in there. Wow. They fixed a lot of things, so it's way more playable now, um, I'm happy to say, but it's still not, like, perfect, but, hmm. you know baby steps i guess right but it's cool to play it on a handheld isn't it it's so it's fantastic like that's why i can overlook all the flaws yeah (laughs) like they added like the things that they've been adding is so simple like uh i think i told i talked about this in cafe but there's a if you fly up with like a jetpack or if you go on a really high tower they removed the fog so like you could see how small the map really is wow. because all the cities right. are connected. So now there's an option in the menu you can turn on the fog. Wow! I, I seen what the fog does and it fixes my problems. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how the fog can be such a big uh, fixer, but yeah, no, it's really cool though. I, I I don't know. Those games are classic to me, and and I'll play them. However, so fog's cool. It's just that rain, that rain effect that they did that was just they fixed that too. Corofolini. Yeah, they fixed that too. It's not it's not uh, whiteout strips coming down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And do you even Jesus. notice that much that some of the songs are missing? Yeah, oh, uh, wow. some more than others because, like, there's like in San Andreas, for example, Radio Los Santos is missing some, and that I know that that soundtrack back to back, right? And like, I mean, all they're all missing. I mean, no, sorry, Vice City and San Andreas are missing. I think GTA Three soundtrack is completely intact, but mm-hmm. the other two are missing quite a bit of songs. I don't know. The songs make up the world for me. Like, they're just as much of yeah. a character as what's going on. So, right. it is a bit of a bummer, but at least most of them are in there. Right. Yeah, I mean, some of these songs are so iconic, like Guns N' Roses, "Take Me Back to the Paradise City." Like, these are all great yeah. songs, you know. Exactly. It's a shame that some of them, like Tupac's got a song that's not in there. Really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the first one that I was like, oh, man, they took that out. Shit. Right. God damn it. Any Michael Jackson is gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. But anyway, that's been my 2021 gaming year. Very cool. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff coming out next year. Should be uh, should be excited to see what's next. There's tons, man. Yeah. And uh, we'll just do a quick one here. Your favorite purchases of the year. Uh, I, guess for, I guess for me, it's like the PlayStation 5 because I was kind of, number one, lucky enough to get one. But two, I was able to get one in the first place that I really looked, right? Off a tip. Yeah. When I saw that dude walking down the sidewalk carrying, <laughs> was a, sign, dude. carrying a, a big bag and I could see that it was PS5 through the thing. And I was like, okay, yeah. let's track this. Let's track this. Uh, so that was fun. That was a nice little uh, pickup. And then um, I just recently, like, 
in the last couple of days picked up the uh, the PlayStation Five Media Remote. Oh, nice! And uh, that's cool because it's got like um, it's got like physical buttons on it for like Netflix and Disney oh, and, and cool. Spotify and stuff like that. So you can just click away on that. And uh, something that I'm really nitpicky about is a lot, I, the remote control needs to work well with YouTube. Right. Like, I need to be able to, like, rewind, like, 10 seconds at a time by pressing a button, not by scrolling some yeah. wheel or something. So this is this is great. Just one click, and it goes back 10 seconds perfectly every time. So mm-hmm. those are my two little purchases of relevance to the podcast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but those are my two little uh, gifts. Oh, you got a car. So I mean, that, that, that's a good purchase. I got a car. I didn't get a car. You got a new car. Oh, my God. That was this year. I did get a new car. <laughs> Jesus, this guy's already half asleep. I, I'm telling you, this year feels like 20. Like when people are like, oh, 2020, man, screw that year. This year was just as ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did buy a new car. That was cool. Love my new car. Um, upgraded my Civic to a Civic Turbo. Uh, That's how she goes. Yeah, how she goes. I also got the PS5. I bought mine uh, used, but... I paid well below the retail price of what it would have been because the guy threw in two controllers, a charging station, and uh, the PS5 camera for live streaming. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I'm going to sell because it's not compatible with anything else, and I don't live stream. So uh, it's complete in box. I'm just going to sell it one of these days. Wow. Uh, so that was, yeah, that's a good purchase. And I've been buying these... Um, I mean, they, I pre-ordered them last year, so they've been trickling out. But ever so often, Square Enix will release a... Uh, there's these Final Fantasy VII figures I've been buying over the years. Nice. And they make new ones. They're making new ones. And uh, I think two came out this year. So those are, are really nice. They're in a glass cabinet. Uh, I keep the boxes. I preserve them. Uh, I try to keep the figures in you know good condition. So those are my favorite purchases, I think. But yeah, my car, the PS5, and the figures this sums me up real good. <laughs> right, 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 and my Spider-Man No Way Home ticket, which just blew my that movie blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I added some uh, yeah. some Blu-rays to my collection. I have uh, in time for the holidays Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Jingle All the Way. Nice, yeah. Saw and one more, I believe it's. Year, uh, I forget, but yeah, it's like a three holiday movies on one disc, so you kind of get a nice little bonus. Oh, wow. bonus key there. And then uh, the other one's on a loose disc. Christmas was yesterday, but tell me, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I like Home Alone. I like Home Alone. Yeah, there you go. Me too. I like, That's my... I like Home Alone. I got to watch those two movies every year. Yeah, and I like Jingle All the Way with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, those are my, my two. Yeah, It's just... Uh, I like that one. It's good. We're on the same wavelength. We don't like any of those Hallmark crappy ass movies <laughs> oh, like the uh romance movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was a there was one i saw and the guy looked like alec baldwin and i'm like who is this and it was alec baldwin's brother and I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah there's like 20 poor of them. guy there's like 20 baldwins yeah yeah one of them is like oh shit. yeah there's this a, is there's what a you bunch do, of huh? them yeah 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 that's funny yeah no i have never seen those uh any of those like really cheesy romantic uh, Christmas movies that you see on like Amazon and stuff like that they're horrendous yeah John <laughs> hadn't seen hurt. Britney in 20 years <laughs> but now they're both back for their parents funeral oh my goodness yeah. when they see each other you know 
one of them's divorced, <laughs> the other one's single. It's like, come on, can we make this any more bullshit? It's yeah. always like the same thing. It's like, oh, a hardworking mom without a, a man has two yeah. kids, and like the kids find the father, and the father wants to move <laughs> back in with the mom. It's like, dude, stop. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this already. <laughs> no. But no, that's kind of it, man. What do you got to say? Is that it, brother? I think that's it, man. We're going to wrap this up. All right. Um, we are going to wrap this up. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to wrap this yeah. up in song. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, we're not actually going to do that. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for downloading this podcast and for following along. We'll be back with some more shows shortly. Probably by the time you hear this, will be at least another show up there. Um, and that's it. In the meantime, go on to Instagram and check us out at Podcast Fresh. We're there as well. If you want to send us an email, we're at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at podcastfreshto. Pac-Man. Yes, sir. Follow me, official underscore acapello on Instagram. Follow Chris at Torres Unlimited. Like he said, more stuff is coming out in 2022. We've just kind of been uh, forced to take a bit of a hiatus a bit of a take on an easier schedule in terms of podcasting just because of personal things but uh you know hopefully things turn around soon i do have faith that uh early 2022 we'll be back and uh you know give us give you more fresh princeness and more cafes and all that good stuff all right (coughs) jesus excuse me choked him up i had a drink of water so that i was gonna be okay to read the last part I almost, and i had a little drop left and it choked it did the uh, the opposite <laughs> gosh what you didn't drink and you didn't choke no you drank water but it made you choke instead no, of um, exactly that's irony ready your throat yeah it is irony. that's irony yeah all right folks we're gonna get on out of here before i choke on something and uh thanks again <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon peace out Podcast Fresh. <laughs>